Podcast One. Hi, this is Paul McIntyre. Welcome to the MI3 Audio Edition. I've been a business journalist for 25 years covering the marketing, media, agency and tech sectors. In this series, we talk to industry leaders about the global and local developments that you need to be across this week. Well, today we have a stellar cast, which is going to tackle one of the most important developments uh, in media and for brands actually trying to reach customers, that frantically moving world of converged and connected TV and video. Does the traditional world of broadcast TV and broadcast video on demand, planning and buying, bend to the principles of the digital sector in targeting, trading and measurement? Or is it the other way around? Or is there a utopia? a fantasy island, if you like, where it can all come together. I think we might be able to learn a few things with this session. So with us today to unpack these questions is Antonia Farquhar, Head of Media, Data and Content at Nestle, Kurt Burnett, Chief Sales Officer at Seven, Izzy Dunn, Chief Digital Officer at Hearts and Science, Nicole Pryor, Chief Media Partnerships Officer at UM, and Liam Walsh, Managing Director, ANZ of Amobi. Welcome to you all. Let's start with you first, Antonia. About two years ago, uh, Nestle started working on an all-screen strategy. You've historically had big broadcast TV investments, but there's been a lot going on in how audiences and your customers consume sight, sound and motion. So tell us a little bit about the trigger for your screens blueprint and what you're doing maybe differently today than you were. I mean, I I think it was all about how the consumer was behaving. To your point about so much change, Um, we were planning very independently. So, you know, TV was on one plan and, and all the other channels. So now it's much more of a how do we take a holistic view of what that how they're behaving on those different screens and have that as our way in. So that's, you know, screens all the way through from from cinema, TV, obviously through to programmatic um, video buying. So just um, it depends on the consumer, essentially. Um, And we know, you know, we we put in about 30 briefs a year across our different um, brands. So we have an overall screen strategy, but obviously that is flexed and adapt as um, the different briefs and the different objectives come through. Um, we know not all screens are equal and, and different consumers have different behaviours. So that's how we adapt that kind of base strategy across our business. When did you decide where you allocate what? That was a, there was a kind of a, you brought it all together, you say, a couple of years ago. But now with so many options, what, what's the drivers uh, in terms of your, your brand, your, your performance, your uh, why you, various, various reasons for you to do different screen strategies? How, how, what, tell us a little bit more. There's lots of different parts you put into that. Obviously, one is, you know, learnings from previous um, activity and, and what we've seen from a ROI perspective. I think another part is absolutely looking at the different roles and of the screens and how they reflect that audience consumption. So obviously we know linear TV, for example, has a has an older average audience versus um, programmatic, BVOD, etc. So how do you manage and, and use the tools that our agency have to plan against those different screens to make sure that if we're if we're launching an MPD for a younger consumer, that will probably flow more into a video-based strategy, whereas an, a slightly older um, target audience will, will, will have 
have a higher percent towards TB. So it really, it depends on the objectives, um, but we, we absolutely take into account the latest consumption um, of those different screens uh, and use some of our learnings um, and also, I guess, the content we've got as well and what's it most relevant for. Basically, two years ago or three years ago, versus when you, you had a sort of more fragmented view of, of what you were doing with screens versus the unified, if you like, approach you've got now, were there significant changes? Was there anything really different that came out of uh, you developing a bigger picture on this with screens? I guess there wasn't anything significantly different. It was it was definitely um, a way of, of talking to the marketing team to ensure that everybody understood that we were still going to get that same level of, of reach and frequency that we'd need to deliver on those um, awareness goals, for example. But I, I think one thing we did do that was different was have a much more continuous um, approach to our screens-based strategy as well, because we know the balance of TV versus, you know, short form video is really different in terms of that long and short ROI impact. So obviously it's a real balance of those to ensure we are we are getting um, short term ROI, but balanced with long through screens like TV that deliver that in a in a better way. Nicole Pryor, uh, Antonia sort of hinted at the at the fragmented nature of how Nestle was tackling it a few years ago. Uh, you've seen um, in 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 a nut for been around for a number of years. You've seen quite a, a difference in how television, linear television, broadcast television is planned and bought versus digital, uh, and how digital video happens. Um, what are you seeing at the moment in in terms of those two areas, those specialisms, if you like, those different capabilities coming together? Uh, are they coming together, or where is it at at the moment? Really interesting question. I think certainly what we're seeing is a greater upskill or cross-skill, if you like, of, of the disciplines that sit within an agency. So more and more traditional television buyers um, are learning about digital um, and are certainly planning it uh, in that way and, and vice versa. I think the opportunity is that there are many ways in, if you like, whether it is via linear TV or it is via digital. Um, and I think for us, and to build on what Antonia said, um, it's probably less around the actual execution, but it's more around the planning of the screens holistically. So I guess what's important is to make sure that from a planning point of view, all screens are considered for their benefits, you know, because they're not all, all the same. Um, and it is putting the right audience on the right platform for where consumption is. And lastly, also the measurement piece as well, making sure that the measurement then comes back to a business outcome. Yeah, well, it's a big theme. It's better for the industry, right? So I don't think there is a, a one size fits all. As long as they're planned and measured holistically together, whatever platform it is, and it, as long as that's agnostic, then, um, you know, I think it's great moving forward. There are lots of roads in. We, we will get back to it, but there is still a, quite a difference, though, in, in, in how a television buyer will, well, a television planner and buyer will operate versus a digital. Are you, are you yet seeing those? Are they coming together yet or is it a crossover? Are they still in their own sort of turfs? Oh, look, I think there's a combination of both. I think you see pockets of it being integrated really well and then there's um, complete separation, if you like. I think where we want to move to is the holy grail of to, to sort of plan and buy it on one audience set of, uh, set of audience data um, and then buy it on a common metric as well. So I think when those elements are still quite separate, um, naturally the buying execution or where it may sit may be different as well. 
Uh, Izzy, you're a digital specialist. Uh, you see a lot of this this talk now and a lot of audience moving towards uh, BVOD, broadcast video on demand, and uh, a lot of talk around digital video and so forth. You've been there for a while on the digital video front and, and trading and planning programmatically. What do you see uh, playing out at least as we see BVOD sort of really take shape and get some momentum? Oh, look, obviously I'm extremely excited about what, you know, that has to offer. It's, um, you know, a large screen, 100% in view, sound on, you know, with amazing targeting abilities. So it's definitely a superior, you know, experience to other screens. Um, having said that, you know, as Nicole um, mentioned, I think it's very important to be working with the traditional um, buyers too, to really understand the trade-offs because there is also like a cost premium involved. And, you know, to some extent, you know, measurement is limited. You also have limitations in terms of show specific content integration opportunities. So it's really about the two teams coming together to discuss each brief, each kind of client opportunity to assess whether the cost is going to be justified and whether it's the best way to go about it. You have, you know, clients and briefs where you're trying to target specific postcodes and locations and you want to dynamically tailor the messaging. That makes perfect sense. And you also have clients that can't really afford um, television that suddenly can access the big screen. So you have specific situations where it's a no-brainer and then others where it needs to be a bit more of a discussion and you know assessing whether it's the best way to go. There's a mindset difference though when you're talking about digital uh, planning and buying versus say some of the, the television teams. You, there must be tension at some point, there must be some rub where you can't get agreements. You definitely have situations where you have a different perspective and that kind of can get resolved through discussing it. Um, it's been a few situations where we had different teams with different point of views, but it's all at the end of the day about the client's campaigns and the client's you know, performance. Um, so that's really where we kind of come to an agreement. And there is a lot that the digital teams need to learn about television and about the way it's measured and about the way it's bought and the rates in place. So I think education is absolutely two ways. Um, and that's really where you can get to a common alignment. Kurt Burnett, you've got a, a, a broad take on how different agencies and brands are, are coming to market and what sort of models they're working with. Um, is there a landing pad here? Do you see anything where it's all going to combine? The linear is going to get with BVOD and digital players or is it different? I think it's important that we allow people to buy the way that they want to buy, the way they're set up for. And, and that's a combination, I guess, of what they're currently doing, but also setting up for the future where there's probably going to be more need for change in the setup for the future than what's required for the now. But I think there's good examples of cross-screen and convergence happening. One of those areas is, uh, as it relates to broadcast television anyway, is uh, partnerships or, or sponsorships. So, you know, across the board, uh, television have their teams who sell on, you know, like Free Farmer Wants a Wife. We have uh, an automotive on there. They are on broadcast and they're on BVOD and they're on our social. So the teams that sell and buy that are selling that and have been buying and reporting on that for many years. And the agencies have been working that way as well. I guess where uh, the bigger change is how that's reported. And obviously that, that comes down to the measurement and the metrics. And that's not so much caught up in the planning. But when you move to a straight line audience buy, like what is my equivalent to a 
TARP or what is my equivalent to another audience metric, that's where the changes are going to have to be significant. And as everyone has pointed out previously, that's where the changes are really going to come. Which way is it going to go, Kurt, though? Is it going to go, do you see television uh, moving to digital or digital moving to sort of traditional linear planning, buying and reporting? It's going to land in the middle. And right now, you know, you've got your, your TV only and you've got your digital only. And I've been in meetings uh, you know, recently, actually, where there's, uh, and Izzy mentioned it before, I think there's been a, a difference of opinion of how it sits, you know, with agency and uh, and clients are different as well. Some clients just only want to know about one side of it. We've taken the view that, you know, it's plug and play your way. Like, how is it that you want to be trading and dealing with audience? If you buy into the idea that video audience across broadcast and BVOD and even short form has value, uh, then as long as the metrics can bring it together, then you should be able to buy it together or separately. And the fact of the matter is, I believe that'll be the case for the next few years. You will be able to buy television the way you do now. You'll be able to buy digital the way you do now. You'll be able to buy it together very soon the way you currently can't do now. And that very soon was in the next, you know, the next few months into early next year. Uh, I think there's going to be a whole lot of uh, new things that come down the pipe that enable that buying to happen through technology as much as the measurement and the metrics of it all. So, Liam Walsh, it sounds like we're getting to the United Nations and unification at the moment. It's all going to work. What's your take? Somehow something has to happen here, either TV shifts or uh, digital shifts. Your take? Yeah, I think on that on that specific part of who shifts, I think, to be really practical and pragmatic about it, the, the bulk of the money is in linear. And, you know, if you go globally, it's $500 billion or something. And because that's where the money is and that's where there's a whole, there's 30 to 40 years of measurement principles and um, Nicole and Izzy and Antonio, correct me if any of this sounds wrong, but there are, you know, indentured principles around that. So as BVOD grows, it kind of has to fit inside a linear framework. And that linear framework has different, it has different language and it has different principles, right? It has, it likes fixed price and digital doesn't like fixed price very much. Um, it believes in GRPs and TARPs. It's very, it's got a lot of information on region frequency and it values it, particularly values low frequency, digital, but doesn't really care about frequency or it tends to be medium or high. So I think they're quite different things, but because the money's in linear, I think the, the BVOD will be will literally have to integrate inside of linear. Now, from a workflow perspective, that throws up some issues around cross-skill, upskill, whatever it is, and you have to deal with that. I, I probably disagree, Kurt. I don't think it lands in the middle. I think it lands with linear-led planning and digital probably moving, having a heavier workload in execution. That's exactly where I kind of see things going, absolutely, is that it's going to be more TV buyers doing the planning and the negotiations and activation, obviously managing um, both. I mean, we already buy all BVOD programmatically, and that makes sense to kind of sit with the activation teams. Nicole? Yeah, I, I disagree. You know, I have bought linear TV uh, a lot of my career and also digital, and I think the two are different and they should be treated differently. You know, television, linear TV is a really powerful mass medium, which then has a digital capability in BVOD, which allows you to use a different audience and targeting at scale. And I think that the TV buyers certainly are welcoming 
um, digital metrics and currency um, and targeting capability. And I think that as everything moves into platforms sooner or later, um, I think that it will tip the other way. I think linear TV will be bought and traded on a platform at some point in a digital fashion. Well, I think that is the point, isn't it? To be able to have a digital only, a TV only, and somewhere middle might not be the right word, but another way to be buying. Because I know certainly from our experience currently, and admittedly, you know, we are arguably down the end of that planning cycle when it comes to us, it's already been decided, but we can certainly see it now about how when we're engaging with the various uh, contacts inside agency and client, whether it be digital or broadcast, you know, there's, I don't want to call it confusion, but who and where should we go? Uh, and I don't think that's anybody's fault. This is just how things are going to evolve. And I think eventually, you know, it'll, it will be um, either of those departments can do it. It just needs to be for the right reasons in the right way, yeah. What's your preference, though, Kurt? What's your preference? Would you prefer to Liam's approach where he says BVOD should and will end up going to be planned and bought like linear, or do you want to see it move more to the to the, the digital and the digital world? I mean, where I do want to challenge Liam on his numbers there, not challenge is the right word, but that there's more no, money challenge, in, go in, for it. in linear, I'm, I'm not sure that's the case because, you know, we've got these multi-billion dollar tech companies coming through which are taking a fair amount of that revenue so i'll from a uh, broadcast perspective from a business perspective where we want to be is where um you know we can attract the most amount of uh revenue that's what's going to do our you know drive our bottom line but that should also reflect where the most amount of audience by the way so these are the true natural follow the the viewing behavior so i would prefer to be able to work in all elements we've we refer to it as the pool the swimming pool of Audience and revenue, you've got your broadcast lane, you've got your BVOD lane, uh, so call it 3 billion in broadcast, uh, call it 200 million in BVOD, and a 1.5234 billion dollar in AVOD. And it's all swinging around together. Which lane are you swimming in? And the answer is you've got to be in all. I want to get to Antonia on this in a sec, but Nicole, when you say you think TV, BVOD, and digital video should go to the digital uh, world in terms of how it's planned, bought, and so forth. Uh, there are some big, still some very big hurdles to get that to happen, right? And so, in, in, from measurement and beyond. So, what are the what are the key things for you? Do you think it's real? I guess is the question. Can can the industry get there? I guess I'll ask Kurt the question of when is Vols coming? <laughs> because I mean that is that is one of the elements that will certainly um, help bring the two worlds closer together is when you could start to trade linear TV beyond um, a, a gender and an age group. So I think what's more important than that is the measurement piece as well, is being able to loop it all back to a, to a business outcome. So uh, yes, the holy grail is to have same audience, same buying currency, all measured back to one. So I can work with Antonia and we know exactly what channel is driving the greatest ROI because it's bought and measured in the same way. But look, it probably is still a long time away. But, you know, to Kurt's point, in, in isolation of that, there still is valid and important need for linear TV to still be bought when it comes to sponsorship, integration and partnerships because brands get a lot of value beyond just spots and dots. So when we're talking a pure reach spots and dots play, 
to have it all in one single platform to be measured and traded, um, combined reach and frequency between the two would be amazing. There is still a need for the channel to be utilised and maximised for what is one of its greatest opportunities. Antonia, how do you bring that all together? Because you've, you've, you've heard all various sort of views here now and you sit there with, with probably the difference between all of us is that you have all those inputs but you also have sales data. So you have, have, have the ability to see what customers are actually doing as well. What is your sense on, on, on how the mechanics of, of these, these different uh, sectors coming together and how they should be planned? Your, your take on that? Look, I think um, I think you're absolutely right about looking at business outcomes, which is you know what what we've been talking about as part of this as well. We we know and you know I, I think the beauty of things like digital um, video buying is you can buy in a more real time basis and you can optimize in a more real time basis, right? Whereas as TV is a little bit more set and forget. Um, and, and I think that's where that kind of test and learn and, and understanding and, and looking at the data um, from your sales data, but also your brand health metrics and seeing how they're lifting or, or how they're moving over time will help you then clarify a bit more of what that mix should look like based on real results of what people actually do versus, you know, what they say they do, um, which is obviously the survey based um, side of things. But uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with Nicole's point around things like sponsorships and integration. That that is absolutely should be um, planned. You know, I think the way it is at the moment to, to ensure you're get, you're getting the maximum value there and, and you're getting a real partnership between the brand um, and the property itself. So, Liam, your 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 call on it uh, on it swinging to more uh, the television sector is that sort of pragmatic? But is that what you think should happen? Yeah, probably. Like from a from a great big holistic perspective, if linear and BVOD are basically measured and converged in one, and that has some significant trade-offs that aren't good, but but by and large I think it's it's good. One of the great big benefits of when you ask that question of should be traded, is if it is traded that way and you bring in the big brother of linear television, which is a ton of money, it actually might be better for the industry as such for that to happen purely because once you move into the digital video world, it's it's you know eighty percent of that inventory sits in one place, right? And I don't think anyone wants a world in any construct where there's one supplier of any product ever. That's why I think when we if you do roll in this and you go let's convert linear with BVOD, then you bring a lot of competition to the table which is better, I think, for everyone on this call. Nicole, to Liam's point, is it real? Is it is it possible to, to get there? And what about the measurement? What do you want to see in measurement? Well, I mean, I think it's possible to get there, but and I, I understand the intent of what uh, Liam is referring to, but I think that uh, any planner who will stack a social video platform to a BVOD platform like for like doesn't know what they're doing. But that is still happening at the moment, right? Well, then that's our job as an industry to make sure that we educate um, and make sure they are upskilling so they can tell the difference so that there is a comparable difference. I mean, one thing that we look at that we're doing with um, Antonia is called an effective CPM. So therefore all channels um, have a either attention score or another layer of um, data attributed in order to create a more even playing field because then they're not apples for apples 
and the role that Facebook or YouTube plays in a media plan is very different to TV. And I think BVOD should be part of the television screen strategy. But the, the, the wonderful part of it is that being able to be traded and segmented in a digital world using audience segments, which we haven't had in linear TV. So yeah, I, I think that's probably our job as an industry is to, is to improve that education piece. Well, it has to, and I want to ask Izzy because you, you are the, the digital specialist there. I, I can't tell you how many conversations and uh, that I have, claims by, by various parts of the sector where they are absolutely stacking up a social video with a with a B, with BVOD or a, uh, a a linear television saying and comparing it apples for apples and it's and it's in some of them I have to say don't even realise you know some of the some of the, the the boundaries around definition of what a view is in social and it's extraordinary to see this is still happening that's the case there maybe of course it's not the case at Hearts and Science but what is it's it's real out there that this is actually still happening in today's world yes I mean I think. Most agencies now have had internal kind of frameworks and processes to kind of try and tackle that. Um, definitely looking at effective CPMs and taking into account other factors that may impact, um, you know, the effectiveness of a given screen is definitely something that um, should be used. Um, taking into account whether being, you know, clutter, um, viewability, there's a number of factors, effective frequency required that need to kind of be used to be able to compare. Um, but yeah, that's something that probably the more junior um, people that have been really buying one channel may not have been exposed to yet. Uh, Antonia, an effective CPM. This sounds like we're getting this gets pretty interesting. And tell us your tell us all the the un, unveil the, the the truth here about effective CPMs by channel. It'd be some good insight for you to make some decisions at least. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, I mean, if you just look, don't tell him our methodology. Yeah. Yeah. Let me <laughs> just let me just break it down. Yes, if you break it right down. <laughs> I think though, I mean, CPM is a blunt tool, right? So if you wanted the lowest CPM, you could chase that. That's absolutely not what we're all about. We're about building brands and having that quality of view. So it has to be a mix of those. And then that's absolutely where, you know, the likes of linear TV complement really well some of the digital video pieces. So you have to look at attention, you have to look at viewability, you have to look at the, the measurement and metrics that you've got on what we know shifts the dial. And it is, you know, it's that classic mix of the cliche of art and science, right? Understanding what you've done, looking at people's behaviour. Like if you're scrolling 70Ks an hour on your, on your screen, that's not a measurable view, but it still drives an impact, right? And the build of those impacts one after the other is, is essentially what we're after to, um, yeah, to driving sales and building bigger brands for us. So Nicole, who should be worried about effective CPMs? Kurt on his BVOD side, his linear TV, or should it be um, Facebook and Google? Who should be worried about your effective CPMs? No one, no one should be worried. Nobody should be worried because, I mean, it, no, look, I think it, it's not about anyone being worried. It's about... Um, it's about putting more metrics in there to provide a more even playing field. But at the end of the day, to Antonia's point, it's all about what drives the business outcome. If you have a channel in there, it could be as cheap as anything on an effective CPM or, or whatever it may be. But if your consumer isn't there um, and it's not driving a business outcome, then the channel's not effective. You know, we talked about the holy grail earlier. It'd be really great to be able to plan and trade uh, on a business outcome and not even talk about CPMs or, or reach or, or viewability. You know, it's, it's what drives sales. So 
or business outcomes, I should say. So um, can I just say, as a provider of you know the, the one of the suppliers of, or providers of Bevod, we're just delighted that Bevod is actually you know firmly on the planning schedule because it was it's taken a while even to get inside the planning. You know, video was planned, and video didn't. Uh, Bevod was not necessarily making it in that plan, you know, from plan to buy. So it's you know, been growing 30, 40% for the last 18 months. So I think that's, you know, that's a massive step forward. But the next big piece to your point is uh, to stitch that up with, what does that look like with TV and BVOD combined to get your extended reach to ultimately deliver a business outcome, as you say, as it's then joined up with other other buying uh, mediums as well. So I think it's, uh, it, this, is a, this is an audience discussion it's about video we're talking about right now, television and BVOD, but I think there's more to go with what, how, how you would, you know, stitch up outdoor or radio. Eventually, it's going to be audience, and uh, we do, though, need to hold the quality metric in there. What is an audience that can move and deliver results? That is going to be a continual debate. What makes great creative inside that environment will be a continual continual debate. We can't underestimate the power of creativity through there, how it's utilised on different devices. So there's lots of moving parts here, but it's exciting, lots of opportunity. So, so Liam, you're a, you're a digital business. How does an effective CPM, how does that sound to you uh, in terms of how you operate and, and how you kind of work out which channels uh, and which audiences are, are working for your client base? After we haven't thought about it that much, um, and I understand what it means, and I'm supportive of it. I was just thinking more of kind of separately when, Kurt, you mentioned the, the 30 to 40% compound annual growth rate of BVOD, which is observable. And it just reminds me of all these other categories that came up and they went for 30, 40% year on year, right, which is like Facebook or search or who cares, something, right? Um, they all hit the same thing. If they get to a certain amount of scale of dollars invested in the channel and then they start bumping up against this ceiling, of measurement so as the advertiser and antonio can you know could comment if she likes obviously of course but as an advertiser you tend to go i really want to be in this channel because all the users have moved to it but the measurement doesn't integrate into other stuff that i do so in the bvod example you go it's growing at this 30 40 percent but suddenly you hit a wall where the advertiser goes i want to do more but how do i score it against linear because i'm going to take some of that money from linear put it in bvod but i can't measure it exactly the same so it's getting hard to justify and i think that's to to kurt's point 20 minutes ago that's why that notion of convergence where you measure both through the same lens of something is maybe slightly old school of uh, people 25 to 54 you go uh i would prefer richer data but at least it's consistent data and then from a digital perspective you can add on all of those cool digital detailed metrics in addition to that one consensus measurement. Because without that consensus, it's just hard for it to keep growing at 30 to 40. How does it sit, Antonia, from your perspective on that? I feel like I'm just trying to unpack what Liam was um, saying there because you were getting into a really interesting area around um, the measurement piece because I, I feel like I still pull it all back to what, what our business outcomes are. And I think... Um, I think you've got to put a bit of faith in viewer behaviour and, and, you know, and what you were saying earlier, Kurt, about the the increase, I think a lot of it is driven by connected TV personally because I feel like the 
viewer experience of watching that on a large screen, 100% viewability, the the ads, the frequency of the ads is hugely improved. And therefore, I feel more confident putting our advertising dollars there than I did, you know, three, four years ago, because it wasn't a great experience on your mobile phone. You know, I think you need to put your dollars where where the consumer behavior is, is going and, and is increasing, but you need to make sure you're measuring that. And then you need to have that continual optimization across the different screens to make sure, yes, you're there, but, but are you delivering, you know, first of all, an effective CPM, which we've talked about, but also what, what's the ROI and how do you balance those different screens? Because, you know, I know um, TV, linear TV has a longer term ROI impact, right? So that's going to build a long term awareness in my brands, whereas other video channels will have a much shorter term impact. So it's, it's absolutely making sure you've got the balance of those screens to do the jobs you need for. I think the example um, that I was talking about recently was with our infant nutrition. So that's absolutely something where you are, I'm, you know, you may not be in the market for um, buying a um, our nan um, toddler brand, but within the next few years, you may be thinking about and then have a baby. So what you've done there is you've primed a parent to think, trust, have an affinity with that brand to a wide target audience. But then you then might back that up with some digital um, addressable based targeting through um, programmatic that would be much more targeted to, um, you know, someone who is displaying the um, interests of, of um, having a baby. So it's it's a real, I think there's a real balance there between don't go too too linear, uh, sorry, way too um, close into your target, making sure your primary audience for that long-term kind of top of mind um, brand trust, which is what I think the balance of screens do. Great points. And I just, I want to get back to Nicole because this business outcome um, scenario is very interesting, but reality, the rea- reality there is that's going to be more on the brand and the and its partners to be able to deliver that than an industry-wide me- measurement system, if you like, because Antonia is not going to, going to give anyone her, her data that says which what, what who, which customers responded to what channel or what uh, or what ad on what channel. So how do you get to a, a business outcome measurement system, Nicole, uh, when so much of that requires the brand to want to give uh, some data up? That, that's, that's kind of a really specific brand versus partner, agency partner, for example, relationship than it is industry-wide. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. I think that that's something that does sit within um, the agency um, and the client's uh, tech and data stack um, in order to be able to, to pull those assumptions out. But I think, you know, and we sort of really haven't spoken about Voz, but I think if we could move faster towards a unified audience platform for both BVOD and linear television, that will certainly help the conversations around deduplicated reach between the two platforms. That's the answer then. That's well, that's the start of the answer. That's the start of the answer. <laughs> Kurt, when does the start of the answer start? Before the end of the year. Um, we'd certainly be starting 2021 with uh, a lot of those metrics, but it's also what you do with it. Uh, and so everything, you know, we need to make sure that it's, uh, that uh, all of those measurement metrics can be applied in the right way using the right tools with everybody that needs to use them so you know it's uh, there's a few few things into that but i think in the very you know the next few months we'll see a lot of uh, a lot of movement in that space and um you know and i just wanted to build on also what uh 
Antonio was saying there on the connected television, because I do think that that is a very big opportunity in the convergence conversation. And I'll, and I'll throw out a stat here. So last night um, on seven, there was 30 million minutes streaming on VOD and live last night. 68% of that, call it 70% of that, was on the connected television. So 70% of the live and VOD that was happening on te television, Channel 7 last night, Channel 7, was on a connected television. The remaining 30%, less than that actually, was on mobile and, and laptop and other device. So the uh, investment would be the complete opposite of that. As in the money, the dollars is going the, the other way. So I think, and then there's reasons for that, and, and we've touched on a couple of them already, and I, do, I just I think that it is one of the great opportunities in the convergence set. There's other bigger things we need to um, work out. But, you know, VPN, by the way, is still, that's live and active, active now. It's not with agencies, but it's you can measure that in minutes. The next version of VPN 3.0 and into VOS will bring reach to that, which will make it a whole lot easier. But I just think the opportunity through... If we talk about or think about how Liam uh, was, was talking about that with broadcast and BVOD together, combined numbers, add connected television into that, you've got, and then when uh, 3.0 comes in, sorry, VPN 3.0 does co-viewing. So currently it's not been picking up, you know, multiple people watching in the household. So there's, it's just going to be this huge effect. And I think with creative as well, how you use a creative across connected television, you've got the, you know, you've got the, scale and premium of broadcast through linear with the dynamics of digital on the connected TV. So it's, it's a real, it's a really powerful combination, but you know, we need to get all the tools in the hands of the people that need it to, to do what's required. I'm going to get a final wrap up from all of you, but just on that, Izzy, um, you know, you're a digital buyer. What is, what is this combined uh, BVOD and linear TV measurement do for you as a digital programmatic uh, video buyer, if you like, and, and linear hasn't been on your frame, in your frame, does that start to shift and change things for you or is it just, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, heard that, move on? Oh, no, obviously we're very keen to kind of have that um, consistent measurement and I think, um, like many others at this stage, I think the best way around it is to just focus on the kind of the impact on business, which is not ideal. And obviously, with more and more people um, flocking to those channels, um, we definitely need to make sure that we can start having a better solution than that. Um, what I would say, though, in terms of um, audiences and connected TV specifically, and the spend not quite being there yet, I think when we see um, nights like last night that you mentioned on 7 um, that had like such a, a large audience on connected TVs, how do we ensure that we we can manage inventory and really smooth out the peaks and troughs. How can we actually make sure that we can capitalize on, you know, increases without necessarily having to impact too much on frequency? And I think that for me is quite a big opportunity. Okay, Nicole, final one for you before we wrap up is that agency models, how they're structured, how you're paid in television versus digital, it's different. Can the agency models cope with that in remuneration, let alone capability? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, as I said very early in the piece, um, I think I'm, I'm still less concerned on how it's transacted and more focused on how it's planned and measured. So uh, where it sits, um, as long as it delivers what it needs to deliver for the client and we have a holistic view of all screens. Um, 
as I said, I'm less I'm less concerned on how it's where it physically sits or is transacted. All right, final question for all of you, which is uh, this is the big one: is what what should converged TV look like in the next twelve months to two years versus what it is likely to look like? I'm going to start with you, Liam Walsh. What should it be? I think it should look like uh, everything running off Oztan for measurement. Whether you use that word Voz or not, who cares? It should look like that if you make it the next 12 to 24 months. And I think it will. Antonia, should and, and likely? I, I think absolutely Voz is going to help close some of those gaps. Um, it's certainly not um, all the gaps, of course, which would be more like the Holy Grail. But, uh, you know, to me, I, I've still got to bring it back to I, I need someone in the agency who understands all screens and has that skill set to talk to them and, and ensure everything's being planned against our objectives and our target audience. So, yeah, ours is about ensuring that our the behaviour um, that we're getting within our, our planning and buying and, and measurement is is against the um, the audience consumption habits. Izzy, what should and what is likely? So obviously, for me, I think linear and bivot should ultimately come together and just be television. Now, there's obviously, I think, a few years before that happens. Um, I think what is likely to happen is that in line with changing consumer trends, there will be more shows becoming available. And with supply increasing, we should be, um, we should see the pricing model evolved. So I think we're going to have a situation where you have the more mass broad demo um, buys being cheaper, a bit more in line with television. And then you're going to have, um, by contrast, the targeted addressable audiences at a cost premium. Does that sound good to you, Kurt Burnett? And what should and could? Do you like the pricing the pricing prediction that, that Izzy just talked about? Look, as long as it's good for the client, oh, I'm happy. Oh, what an answer. Well, I, look, I, I think uh, what, what, you know, to answer that question of the future, which I think answers this question is, first of all, we need to be able to, the convergence part as it relates to our business or in general in the industry is it must be very easily understood, very easily executed to be bought with a clear uh, return on investment metric that is, again, known and understood by everybody, which would then dictate those pricings that uh, are often debated or sometimes third-party audited, which is a whole other story in itself. But um, so I, I think ultimately, you know, success will dictate where that money lands. But I'd also like to see that it would be a single known metric uh, because your other question is, what do you think it will be? Uh, I think we'll put all those things in place as an industry will get there to, you know, whether it be the technology to drive it and the measurement, the metrics. Unfortunately, there'll be a whole lot of noise around that. You know, there'll be a lot more, a lot of self-serving positions and claims um, that come with that. So Not from the broadcasters though, Kurt. You guys are just totally aligned, aren't you? Well, how we're set up is in the eyes of our customer, but first and foremost, in the eyes of the consumer, how viewing behavior is happening. And it's happening across broadcast, across BVOD, and across short form to a lesser extent. So we have developed processes internally and uh, systems and tools that can report on standalone broadcast, standalone BVOD, and currently a combined view of the audience, which of course can't be properly de-duped until Voz is here, but we've started the automated reporting so we can start to show people what it looks like on the audience. So when Voz comes, they can see it uh, in its true combined de-duped form. So we're setting up the teams who have digital and broadcast expertise. 
They can have a discussion on both to bring it together. They have a great understanding of the measurements and the metrics and technology, but there's subject matter experts as required if needed to go down a digital only or a broadcast only. So we were very much setting up the people, the process and the technology to meet the strategy of bringing audience together. That's how we're doing it. And it's been taken up within different stages by different agencies in different, very different ways. It's all very interesting to see how people are set up. But uh, in the future, that's how a majority of the teams as it relates to video and audience will be set up for sure. Right, look, I just want to check. I mean, Izzy, you were saying that you think a broadcast should get cheaper and BVOD was likely to get more expensive. Is that? Did I read that? Did I hear that right? Is that what you're sort of inferring with with with, with more targeting uh, sort of layers? No. So what I'm saying is that BVOD would probably have a tiered um, pricing model where the more mass buys would be a bit more cheap, like in line with television, like linear television, and the more targeted addressable buys would then remain at the cost premium. Are you happy with that, Kurt? Very happy with that. Nicole Pryor, final word to you. What should Converge TV look like in the next 12 months to a year and what do you think is really likely? It should, uh, in my view, spots and dots be all traded together on an audience segment on one single platform. Linear TV should still be able to be planned and executed through partnerships and integration and sponsorship because that's what it's wonderful at. What it will probably be, I think, is still a combination of the two. And I, I, and I do believe that that's, I think you need multiple entry points because you have different platforms. And I think uh, the way you trade a, a connected TV might be very different to your B-Rod on a mobile. Maybe it's platform-based rather than than actual format base. Well, thank you all. I think we might have to loop around in, a, in probably about six months and see who's right and who's wrong or who's called it. But thank you for joining and uh, stay safe. MI3 Audio Edition was presented by Paul McIntyre. That's moi in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Nick Slater, music by Matt Dwyer. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au or search MI3 Audio Edition on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button.